Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever time it is. How you doing? Dr. Beulah here. Hey, I wanted to just say a couple of things about proactivity and becoming fascinated by otherwise frustrating situations. Um, You know, for those of you who don't know, a lot of my inspirations come from a guy named Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn was a, oh, I don't know how to how to say Jim Rohn. He's a prolific uh, leader and uh, leadership trainer and personal development guy. I don't want to say guru, but uh, in, inspirational figure in the world of personal development and leadership. Uh, I think mainly all the way through the 80s and 90s is when he really soared, but uh, I believe he lived within the first decade of the 2000s and just a really, really influential figure in the world of leadership training and personal development. And one of the things, one of the principles that he taught was that we all should become fascinated by otherwise frustrating situations. And the example he always gave was, you know, it's 5.30 and you are on your way to a 5.35 appointment and you're sitting in rush hour bumper to bumper traffic. You are now fascinated, right? <laughs> Normally, people would be very frustrated in that situation, but no, you, you're going to learn to become fascinated. Why? Because, let's be honest, when you encounter frustrating situations, you can either become frustrated and angry, and, you know, that situation is probably going to repeat itself in the future because if you don't learn your lesson in the process, it's just going to repeat itself. Life has a funny way of doing that. Or conversely, you can become fascinated and you can learn a thing or two. And the reality is as you learn, you will grow. And as you grow, you will overcome and you won't encounter that problem as much or at all in the future. So that's the principle of becoming fascinated in otherwise frustrating situations. The other principle that I'm kind of just focusing on this week is becoming proactive. And by that, what I mean is attacking your problems head on. Um, You know, in in our work, in my work, I should say, my clinical work, I do a, a, a line of clinical care called upper cervical chiropractic. It's it's different, you know, it's very specialized and it's very unique and we do not do a lot of the standard expected therapies and procedures that a lot of people may be used to when they go to the chiropractor. So there's a lot of questions and concerns and insecurities that patients have, especially when they first call in, you know, they're not sure what to expect. And one of the things I'm always telling my team is that we have to attack the concern. We have to go after the concern head on. I want to address the problems or the insecurities head on. And in doing so, diffuse those insecurities, diffuse those concerns so that people can relax and be at ease and therefore we can get to the core of their problem faster and find them solutions quicker. And I think all of the above, the 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 attacking the problem and the becoming fascinated in otherwise frustrating situations, I think can be used as a lesson for life. You know, there are things in our life that keep popping up and I find that the sooner I hit them head on, the more I overcome them, the less I see them in the future. So often we instead will kind of 
sweep them under the rug or try and go around them or try and just placate them and whether it's a person or just a, a, a personal weakness of ours, you know, let's say, oh, I don't know, maybe I'm talking to myself here, but uh, let's say you procrastinate and you just don't get up early enough or you're just not a quote unquote, I'm just not a morning person or I'm always running behind in the morning or I just never seem to lose the extra weight, or I keep taking medications for the same problem, or gosh, I'm always procrastinating and I'm always waiting to the last minute to to take care of this project of mine. You know, I, you know, am I hitting any bell? Hitting any nerves? Is it, or is it just me? Well, I find that the sooner I just accept the fact that this is an issue. You know, this is not just something that it's always going to be, or this is just who I am, or, or whatnot. I say, wait a second, this is something that needs to be addressed, and I have the power within my life to change it. Now, given the circumstances, I might deploy different strategies for changing it, but the first step, and it's kind of like I've heard in AA, the first step is recognizing you have a problem, right? So the first step is in seeing, like, you know what? I, I find that I keep making the same excuses. You know, how's it going, John? Oh, man, you know, I just can't seem to be getting up early. Or, ah, you know, I'm just always behind. Or, oh, man, I'm just so tired in the mornings. Or, oh, you know, I just, uh, I'm always behind on my projects, you know. Listen, here's the clue. When it comes to getting things done and a justification for attacking your problems ahead of time. Here's here's my my observation. And you may hear me talk about this in the future on future podcasts, but here's my observation. My observation is this that life is a scalable thing, right? In chiropractic we talk about life. Now, granted this is a bit philosophical and a bit heavy, but let me just give it to you here. We talk about life being a triune, having three necessary parts. And each of these parts are are equal to one another. One cannot outgrow the other, but here, here are the three. Life is made up of three necessary parts, intelligence, force, and matter. Now, I know that's kind of heavy, but let me, let me unpack that, and then we'll wrap this up. So, life is made up of stuff, right? If you look at a rock, it's made up of physical material. If you look at human beings, we're made up of physical material, as well as emotional things and thoughts and feelings and everything else. But we're made up of stuff, right? And that stuff is controlled by energy or forces. Now, don't get too woo-woo crazy here. Let's keep it very, very simple. If you look at a rock and you say that rock is made up of carbon atoms, well, if you look at those carbon atoms under a microscope and you look at them with chemistry and you look at these carbon atoms, what you'll find is that there's actually forces at play, meaning there's actually energy holding these atoms together tons of energy actually and so much so that if you split an atom you have an atomic bomb where does all that energy come from from a small amount of material well there's a lot of energy holding it together right little electrons spinning around and the protons and the neutrons and because of the spin of the atom there's certain polarity and magnetism to it there's a, a kind of a north and a south a positive and a negative pole there um lots of force holding that together well where does that force come from? 
What is it that tells the atom to spin one way or the other? That's what we call intelligence that we don't really know. You know, we could theorize and we could rationalize through quantum physics, but at the end of the day, there's a certain amount of energy behind it that creates the power for these things to move. So we call it intelligence, force, and matter. Now, now here's why I unpack that, because it's a loaded concept, but why do I say that? Well, one atom is going to require a certain amount of force upon it to keep itself technically in existence, uh, to keep it spinning, to keep it moving, to keep it from blowing apart or dissipating, right? That's enough energy for one atom. Well, what about if you have an entire rock made up of millions of atoms? Or what if you have an entire building made up of billions and trillions of atoms and probably even more than that? There's going to be more force required, therefore more energy required. So intelligence, force, and matter is something that is proportional to itself. The more matter you have, the more force and intelligence are, that are going to be required to keep it to keep it functional, to keep it going. And so I apply that to my own life, bringing it full circle. And I know that was a long tangent, but let's bring it full circle now. We're talking about being proactive and becoming fascinated in otherwise frustrating situations. If I have these problems in my life, these weaknesses that keep showing up, the reality is for me to grow, for me to move past them, it's going to require more intelligent force, more intelligent decision-making, more awareness, more ability to control my environment. If I want to grow and expand, it has to, right? So when we have issues in our life that keep popping up, I keep having relational problems. My, my spouse just doesn't understand me. My child just keeps doing the same thing again and again. My back keeps hurting. I keep waking up late and not getting my stuff done. I'm always showing up late to work. I never get a raise. I mean, you name it. When, when we have those things in our life, what we have to realize is our life will expand and contract to the degree that we have the intelligence to manage it. So if we're dealing with the same old stuff, the same old crap, let's be honest, we have to expand our intelligence. We have to grow personally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, educationally. We have to grow in order to move past that issue. Now, I know it's basic, but the things that are basic are often the things that we overlook and we don't think about. So here's my challenge. Here's my challenge for you to think about. I want you to think about the areas in your life that drive you crazy. And I want you to realize that, look, if that area of your life is going to be conquered so that you never have to deal with it again, you have to, number one, become fascinated. You have to study it. You have to figure out why it's in your life. And then number two, you have to become proactive about growing, about saying, you know what, unless I change, this area in my life will not change. Maybe you need to pick up a new book. Maybe you need to listen to a new podcast for a while. Maybe you need to change your health habits. Maybe you need to see somebody who doesn't have that problem and ask them why they don't have that problem, <laughs> right? Learn, grow, expand, 
Find a coach, find a mentor, find a doctor, find a therapist, find a teacher, find an educator, find somebody that you can talk to to grow. And hey, if you got questions, shoot them my way. If I don't know the answer, I'll hook you up with someone who does. That's what I'm here for. We're in it together. We're in it to win it. (laughs) Okay, that last one was a little cheesy. Hope you guys are doing well. We'll see you real soon. Bye now.